Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Just like that, the final hour is here. Hot Mike with Hutton Withrow across the Outkick Network. Chad, how would you describe today's show so far? Vibrant. Really? Yeah. Vibrant. Yeah, colorful. I don't know. Maybe it's just my shirt. Your shirt's making me think that. It's a good Easter shirt. I'm like Anchorman when I'm I'm just saying things in the room now. Lamp. I love lamp. Camera. Light. That's all I know. Points bet. If you haven't taken your shot with points bet. Second chance. Second chance is great, too. Uh, Perfect moment to to take advantage. Exclusive for first-time points bet users. Grab this unique offer. Right now, new points bet users can get up to $1,000 in second chance bets. If your first bet doesn't go as planned, points bet, they've got your back. Second chance. Get this offer by visiting outkick.com slash bet. You complete the registration process with points bet, and you make your first bet. If your first bet happens to lose, that's when the second chance bets come into play. Remember, terms and conditions apply. you got to be 21 or older in legal gambling states. Gambling problem, 1-800-GAMBLER. 1-800-GAMBLER. Head over to outkick.com slash bet right now to snag this offer. Uh, to Rod Taylor, set to start for the New York Giants. Daniel Jones, and he's got a, the neck injury. Brian Dayball will not say if Jones's season is over, if he's headed to injury reserve and he's done. Uh, but the neck injury has kept him out the last three weeks, and he was asked again about it, and just Dayball refuses to be definitive. Um, even if, even if Daniel Jones were able to come back, there are. Several around the organization that, that cover and are well-connected that say there could be a quarterback controversy. Terod Taylor played well last week, and you have a group that's trying to at least keep the pressure off as much as possible moving into next season on an organization that played very well a year ago, franchise tag, and then gave more money, albeit not much, but more money to Saquon Barkley, He's been hurt some. And then now your quarterback who you bought into, who played well a year ago, has not been available for you this year. What are the fi- – you're much better with contracts than I, Hutton. What, what are the financials with Daniel Jones? I remember it being a bump in pay and good security for him, but I don't feel like it's a total albatross for the organization uh, well, if they were to get out of it. $82 million is fully guaranteed Ooh, to him. Okay. That's more than I thought. It was four years, 160, which put him ahead – no, it put him just behind Dak Prescott, I believe, on his deal. Or, or Prescott may have been 150. It's, it's right around the same. He's so a top 10 be, paid quarterback. It's going to be tough to dump He's out of that. He's a top 10 paid quarterback. Tough to dump out of that. Yeah, if they go especially, yes. And, I mean, you've got uh, – let me look at uh, Spoke Track real quick. Um, their out is after 2025. It's not anywhere close to that. But they've got uh, – yeah. A base salary this year of thirty-five and a half million, and or that excuse me, that's next year for Daniel Jones, thirty-five and a half million, and a cap hit of forty-seven. 
next season. First thing I thought of with this neck issue was, what is it with David Cutcliffe protégés and neck problems? Because my mind immediately went to Peyton Manning in the neck issue. Another David Cutcliffe protégé. Another's I, connection. That's, it's, it's bad luck. And Peyton's was more of a degenerative, debilitating thing that was never going to get better over time. And he had the big corrective surgery for it, the yeah. fusion, I think it was, yes, uh, in his spine, and that's why he was how he was able to come back, not with the same arm strength ever, but still set records, broke records as Denver Broncos quarterback when he came back. Um, I'm hoping for a speedy recovery for Daniel Jones, but if there's truly a quarterback debate here or race, that's not good news for the Giants. No, and it's just uh, if you continue to win with what Terod Taylor's doing, which is a good backup option for a team in the league, no matter where he's been, he's a journeyman, uh, that's not a bad thing. And he's certainly won some games coming off the bench in the past. But the neck injury happened in week five. We haven't seen him since, and his status is in doubt even for next week. So all, uh, all Dayball will say is he doesn't have the crystal ball with that. It was uh, it was Cowherd, I think, that said that Brian Dayball should should try to facilitate a trade for himself and get out and go somewhere else, rather than being York. Based on the way that uh, things are trending, this is weeks ago, uh, with Jones being out, Saquon's not going to be back. You wouldn't think, and yeah, it's not a good spot. Not a good spot. But we wouldn't have said that after no, last year. But hey, I thought they made the right call. By the way. Well, yeah, they were a Signing huge the surprise a year ago. Tagging the running back. You know, that, that was yeah. the way to do it. And those two, the way Saquon was playing, Jones played off of that with the play action. He's known for turning the football over. He didn't do it nearly to the amount last year. And he stayed healthy. Both guys stayed healthy. Jones has been known for having hamstring issues and other things. Now he's got the neck issue. Yeah, not great. No one would have said this, though, after what they pulled off last year. And the great coaching job Brian Dayball did, the resurrection of the career for Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley continued to be a weapon, then Saquon Barkley's discontent in the offseason, Daniel Jones isn't playing well, Giants are bad, and now suddenly there's quarterback controversy. Colin Coward's right. It's bad right now. But I, I think in hindsight, you would look back and say, no one saw this level of downturn for the Giants. Yeah, I agree. Well, it, six, excuse me, two touchdown passes, six interceptions when he has played this year, completing less than 65% of his passes. And uh, he's also uh, taking a beating. He's been sacked on 15.6% of his dropbacks. Gosh. Not great nope. for your franchise QB. Uh, Dalvin Cook once out of New York. He's frustrated. Uh, for a guy who uh, took his, his visit to the facility while in hard knocks uh, with the Jets, for, for Dalvin Cook, who barely had interest uh, from across the league, do they find a trade partner by next Tuesday? Maybe. But is, is it like a conditional seventh round? Is it like, hey, we're going to give you, a, you give us a seventh, we're going to give you Dalvin Cook and a sixth? <laughs> you have to give him away at this point based on the interest that we saw on the market whenever he was actually available because the Vikings booted him. And I, what, what's the competing market with him and Derrick Henry is a question that immediately popped up. They're different players, clearly. Yeah, well, Henry's contract is an issue. Yeah, that's going to be a problem forever takes it on, but 
I mean, Dalvin Cook, for that reason, Dalvin Cook is much more attractive to a running back needy team. He's also that's in the playoff hunt. He's also scheduled to make like three million dollars between now and the end of the year. Well, you know who else is very much in the playoff hunt right now? The team he's currently on. Yeah. The New York Jets. I mean, I, I this kind of sucks for the Jets because after everything was awful early on with Aaron Rodgers' injury and then Zach Wilson not looking good, it started to come together a little bit for that team. Zach Wilson gaining, uh, inching a little bit more respect as he moves forward with his teammates. I mean, they're, they're not terrible. And now Dalvin Cook wants out. You I'm know trying what? to think of the right. It's hard with these running backs, Hutton, to project the perfect spot for them with a Super Bowl contender. Because my mind immediately goes to a buyer is going to be someone who feels like, especially at running back, that feels like they got a chance at the Super Bowl this year. And they are a Dalvin Cook or a Derrick Henry away from making a run of the Super well, Bowl. There, there are who two, is that team? There are two that could use the help. I don't know if they have the space to do it. Number one is Baltimore. Number two is Buffalo. And What about Detroit? Detroit, yes, but it's, it's based on when are they, when do they feel like they'll be healthy there? Yeah, and, and and Jameer Gibbs, how do you want to use him and implement him off of what you're doing? Uh, let me also throw this out: Minnesota, who booted Dalvin Cook because he was scheduled to make 11 million, and was going to count 14 against the cap. Um, Alex Madison's not the bell cow guy. They're paying him what six million, I think. This year, maybe less than that. It was a maybe it's a six million dollar contract over two years or something, um, or four million of it this year. It's not top money. Let's just put it that way. Chad, do you consider going back down that path if you're Minnesota? Uh no. You bring him back. I don't think I don't think Minnesota is going to be an option. Um, I, would you consider if Buffalo's the best offer? Do you trade within your division? If you're the Jets, I, I'm a firm believer that... Uh, he's averaging 2.8 yards per carry. Yeah, but I'm saying if you're getting a good offer, right? right the, the line of thinking is don't trade within your division. I believe if it's the best offer, take it. Sure. And don't worry about it. And like you said, 2.8 yards per carry. He's not doing much he's for the Jets. He's not the starter for the Jets. Yeah. So, I mean, I, yeah, for, for them, if they're wanting to move... By the way, his name's been in the trade discussion before he was asked about this. He's like, yeah, it sucks hearing my name out there. It could be good. It could be bad. Meaning, hey, I'm open to it. And he said, yeah, I'm frustrated. Frustrated by his play and his use. But he's used to having his name out there and he's used to being the top guy. And let me also mention this. Um, Aaron Rodgers. If Aaron Rodgers wants you there, you'll be there. He doesn't. He won't speak up on it. Well, if Aaron Rodgers is playing, he would have the say on this. Uh, he has a lot of say with guys who are while he's not playing. I don't know if he has say with uh, Dalvin Cook while he's not playing this year, unless Dalvin uh -oh. Cook is there long term. I, I think if Aaron Rodgers wanted him on the roster when he returns, Dalvin Cook's staying, and Dalvin Cook would know it. I'd, I've I never, think if Aaron I've never tell seen... him I'm going to be back in five weeks. He's telling everyone that for sure, and I want you around. Then yeah, he'll he, I, he'll probably stay. I think I've never seen a player have so much impact on a team who has who's not playing, and if he's there or not there. I mean, he is the glue and the he's the force behind what the Jets are doing right now. Even as like a rehab guy with the Achilles, if he's if he's there and he's like the figurehead and he's He's still out front and talking every week. 
He's the guy that came to the defense of Zach Wilson immediately with Joe Namath. I mean, uh, if he's out, and, and, and Sauce Gardner and everyone responds to what he says. So they need him. He's been, he's been the motivating factor because in the back of their mind, Chad, they know Rodgers is coming back. Davey with a good point. Dalvin Cook would reunite with his brother, James, in Buffalo if, uh, if that move happened. Um, yeah, I, the Rodgers thing is interesting with the Jets. I, I think that's just simply a byproduct of a team that has no clue how to win because they haven't done it in the NFL, and they're, they're latching themselves to someone who has won and that has been around the league in a lot of different situations. So they, they're looking to him for guidance, and Aaron Rodgers is happy to give it. He was throughout training camp. If you watched Hard Knocks, he has been throughout the early part of the season, even when he sidelined with the injury. So not a dumb thing for the Jets to do. They should probably listen to Aaron Rodgers. Will Dalvin Cook listen to Aaron Rodgers? Does Aaron Rodgers want him? Don't know. What's Dallas going to end up doing? Jerry Jones uh, said about the possible trade talks with the Cowboys, quote, I don't think there's anything at a level I would expect to do anything. I don't see anything heated up to a level that would cause something to happen. And then it was earlier in the week where he said that, hey, if you want to make a deal, you're going to call us because we're not calling around trying to make one. I, I don't think they do it. Right now, I believe Dallas only has four draft picks in this upcoming draft. Um, so I, I think Henry makes a lot of sense in that backfield. Takes a lot of pressure off of Dak Prescott, eight, eight men uh, boxes, eight-man fronts uh, for for the defenses they would be facing. And I think it fits that style of offense with McCarthy. I just don't... I mean, so if the Titans are going to trade Derrick Henry, more or less, they're going to buy a better pick. They, they would pick up part of the contract that's remaining, which is six point, a little over $6 million, including likely to be earned money. And even if it's a bonus, if it's likely to be earned the team has to count that against the cap even if you don't end up paying out that bonus I think the Titans would almost have to pick up part of that salary Chad and in exchange you're trading away a better pick because you're acquiring Henry at a lower rate and the Titans have just bought a draft pick does that make sense yeah look at some point the Titans in this whole seller thing they're gonna have to get more in return uh, for something yeah, to, to, uh, to I think do they're it. trying. I just don't know if the offer's there that's right. And fifth and sixth round pick, I mean, great. Gives you a couple of picks back. If Kevin Byard wasn't in your plans before, okay. Um, I, I just – it's tough. What's it's interesting tough. Now, it's about great, that It's great for Dallas if they can make it work. And you talked about the, the contract they'd be inheriting with Derrick Henry. And I'm with you. I think that makes a lot of sense for the Cowboys. Um, I, d- what makes sense for the Titans right now in terms of this fire sale that may or may not be taking place? got to be a great offer or you know, a better one than what they've received because I don't know if many teams – a lot of teams can't absorb the money. And they know Henry's a free agent after this year. And a lot of teams don't value running back all that much. You've either got your guy if you do or your backup's being uh, decent while you wait on your guy to come back. Like Deontay Foreman's scoring multiple touchdowns in, in Chicago. Uh, Chad, uh, looking at uh, some of the headlines out there, uh, Tyson Bagent will start again for Chicago. It's official that Justin Fields is not going to play. And Will Levis makes his NFL debut, rookie quarterback for the Titans, uh, starting 
for Tennessee as they take on Atlanta. Uh, Malik Willis could play, but I think it's more about if if Levis comes in with a hot hand, I think it's just a package or a, a specific play situation that they've got for, for Willis. Here's, here's why it was obvious that Levis was going to be the starter. Because the backup was Malik Willis, and Vrabel said earlier this week they're going to play both guys. So if that's true, the backup would have been the obvious starter, and he didn't say that. It's Will Levis time while uh, Tannehill is out with the ankle injury. Well, Mike Vrabel's upset that there's a leak in his organization and that it got reported <laughs> that Will Levis was going to start because at one point in that press conference, he said, we may play all three guys. <laughs> yeah. This is when Ryan Tannehill, I mean, we'll see what Ryan's doing. You know, he's kind of out there trying to give it a go. Maybe we'll rotate all three, and I'm thinking, that's, yeah, that's not going to be the plan. Yeah, if it doesn't come from Diana Rossini, he's upset. Yeah. Because that's direct information from Rossini where – it's pretty obvious that Vrabel's the source there. Mm-hmm. It's the, everyone in uh, local media is talking about that. Um, Chad, when we come back, one big thing on every NFL game. Looking forward to it. Plus, Morgan Freeman has chimed in oh. on Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Finally, I've been waiting forever. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Sixth and Peabody, our location with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Chad, uh, apparently, as we're going to break, I, I didn't even pick up on this. I said one big thing on every NFL game, which was yesterday. You have your top ten games coming Hutton, up. before we get to that, I, I need to double check to see if this, qu- this quote that's out there is real or not. Okay. Because someone just sent me something that's one of the more amazing quotes Okay. I've ever seen come out of the NFL in recent history, but I don't know if it's a joke account or not, like spinning it as real news. I see. So you're looking that up. Uh, the first thing I saw was a recent viral rumor claimed. So, uh, yeah, not real. Just wanted to make sure. It's not the quote from Morgan Freeman, is it? No, it's not. Uh, Morgan Freeman. Again, this is why you double check uh, things that you see online to make sure it's real before you go on air and say it. Uh, I'll read you the quote <laughs> during the break. Okay. Because it's one of those that it's from not an overly famous player. And it's, yeah. it's said in a way that's totally believable, yet also incredible. Ah. So very believable. But uh, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's real. Okay. Well, here's the – you ready for the Morgan Freeman update or you want to wait? Uh, I'm ready it's for the Morgan Freeman. So he went on Thursday. He went on yesterday with CBS Mornings. And because uh, he's, he's promoting a Netflix documentary he's a part of, Life on Our Planet. And then Gail King asks him, um, hey, uh, I've heard from reliable sources, uh, our producer, that you're a big Kansas City Chiefs fan. Is that true? And Freeman said yes. And uh, then immediately he was asked about the romance between Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. And then uh, King went in to say, so how are you feeling about Taylor and Travis? Is it keeping up, keeping you up at night? Are you in favor? What do you think? Are you in favor? Are you in favor? What are you thinking, Morgan Freeman, about this? Quote, uh, I don't think about them at all. <laughs> From Morgan Freeman. Well done, sir. Yeah, that's great. 
86-year-old Morgan Freeman. He is 86? He is 86. Wow. Yep. Yeah, what is an, I mean, what does an 86-year-old man spend his days thinking about? It's certainly not Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. He's thinking about Patrick Mahomes. Quote, it's great to watch Pat run, escape. He's got a rifle for an arm. That's all good. That's what I'm interested in. There Morgan Freeman, man, God bless him, still out there working. He was in uh, Special Ops Lioness. I watched from Taylor Sheridan on Paramount+. Plus. Had a couple episodes in that series recently. And the guys out there are still grinding, doing this documentary with Netflix. God bless him. Love that guy. Chad Withrow has been grinding. Here are his top ten games for the college football weekend. Need more reasons to watch college football? It's time to bang some hats. Here's Chad Withrow's must-see games this weekend. I've been grinding, just coming out of the coal mines right now. Speaking of coal mines, it's time to go to the MAC, baby. Yeah, First time the all canary. year. We're headed to the MAC. Game number 10 of the weekend, Hutton. Miami of Ohio, the Red Hawks, traveling to Athens, not Georgia. Athens, Ohio, great party town. Big Halloween party coming up. Yep. Biggest Halloween party on any college campus in America takes place at Ohio University. The Bobcats of Ohio, a seven and a half point favorite in this game. You can find this game on CBS Sports Network at 2.30. Many will circle the 2.30 CBS game as the highlighted game of the week. You need to pay attention to 2.30 on CBS Sports Network. Hutton, we had our preseason Mac picks, as you know, yes. every year. Yes. We really just toil over these picks and try to decide what's going on. Miami of Ohio and Ohio tied atop the Mac East Division at 3-1 and one coming into this game. Curtis Rourke completes 62% of his passes for Miami of Ohio. Or, for, excuse me, for, uh, for Ohio. Miami of Ohio, Hutton. Quarterback, Brett Gabbert. Oh, Brother of Blaine. Blaine Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert's little brother is a starting big quarterback separation for between ages there. Yeah, big separation. Very interesting. I've seen Ohio play once. It was when I put my money where my mouth was on San Diego State earlier this year. That's right. And won that, I believe. I correct? Did. Yeah. Barely. So, big game in the MAC. Let's go from the MAC to the Mountain West. Game number nine Wyoming at Boise State. The Broncos of Boise State, a five point favorite. This game at 4.30 Central Time on FS2. Not FS1, FS2 this game. Andrew Presley for Wyoming. True dual threat. Leads the Cowboys in both rushing and passing. This a game in the MAC that if you look at the standings right now, both teams trying to stay one game back from Air Force, who's 4-0, and UNLV at 3-0 right now in the Mountain West. Both these teams with one loss coming into it win and they stay alive in the Mountain West standings. Wyoming won outright at home against Fresno State. They lost but covered against Air Force on the road. And Boise is 1-2 and two in their last three games. And they've allowed at least 27 points in each of those games. Um, I nearly took this in wrong team favor. Contemplated it. Didn't go with it. I like Wyoming though. Hutton, that was fun going to the MAC, going to the Mountain West the way we did. But let's shift gears a little bit. Let's go to a little something we know about, the Southeastern Conference for game number eight. The Tennessee Vols headed to Lexington to take on Kentucky. Vols ranked 21st nationally, a three-and-a-half-point road favorite this game, 6 p.m. Central Time on ESPN. For Kentucky, they feel kind of like Tennessee does about Florida. They've had plenty of chances in this series. They feel like they have the better team. And they find ways to lose to Tennessee. 
Tennessee has their number. Liam Cohen, offensive coordinator, even making comments this week saying, we got to get the Vols and that orange and white color scheme out of our own heads and play our game because Tennessee is in their head. He admitted this this week. Big opportunity for both teams. Coming in this game 5-2, and two, good record on the season. Both the Win for either one of these teams, it, it, it's big. Devin Leary's been a big disappointment. Yes. He's completing 53% of his passes. Ray Davis has not. The Vandy transfer paces Kentucky's offense. Kentucky will sell out to stop the run in this game. Once again, it becomes a question. Can Joe Milton and this receiving core continue to develop and hit some big plays in this game? Tennessee won 44-6 last year in Knoxville. How? I think the third play of the game, they hit Jalen Hyatt for a 60-yard touchdown, and that was more of what's to come. They hit them for big play after big play because Kentucky will play man-to-man on the outside and sell out to stop that run. Can Joe Milton hit the big play? I think Tennessee's better almost across the board in this game. Can they go on the road and get a big win, though? Devin Leary threw 37 touchdown passes in 2021. Did not live up to the hype with NC State last year. And now he's missing wide-open receivers against Georgia. Um, I don't know why this is such a big upset pick for some across college football as they make their betting picks. I mean, this should be Tennessee on the road with a big win. Tennessee getting the news this week. Kamal Haddon starting cornerback out for the season with surgery. He had come along three interceptions, uh, only completing 32% of the passes against him on passes he he was defending, the side he was defending. So Tennessee's got to replace him. But this is the bright passing offense yep. for Tennessee to go against in finding a replacement for Kamal Haddon, that's for sure. Game number seven, Hutton, one that you love. You're going to talk more about later, I believe. Oregon State, 11th in the country, a three-point favorite. The Beavers going on the road to take on the Wildcats of Arizona. This game, 9.30 Central Time, a Jonathan Hutton special. Why, I Late think. night, Pac-12 after dark on ESPN. Oregon State has one of the best rushing attacks in America. DJ Uangalale has been terrific running and throwing. Sometimes the stats don't really back it up with him, but he's been exactly what Oregon State needs. Couldn't say that about his time at Clemson. He's really transformed his career in Corvallis. For Arizona, their freshman quarterback, Noah Fafita, 34 for 43 for 342 yards as they pushed Washington to the brink. Should have beaten USC. This Arizona team is one to watch. Getting a lot better. A win over Arizona gives Oregon State their best start since 2012. Been a while. And for whatever reason, people think this is a tough test. So does Vegas. More thoughts on that coming up. Hutton's got deeper thoughts. Deep thoughts with Jack Handy or Jonathan Hutton. Coming up a little bit later. Game number six. Let's go to the Big Ten, shall we? It was a great segment on SNL back in the day. Jack Handy. Game number six. Maybe Bargatze brings that back. guys of Ohio State. Tyler Castles fired up for this one. Uh, Outkicks Dave Hookstead fired up about that 14.5 point spread. Disrespected. For uh, Wisconsin. Disrespectful at Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, here's what's disrespectful. Wisconsin's offense. Uh, for anyone that's watched it, that's disrespectful to the eyeballs to watch it. Luke Fickle, uh, he does not have it going offensively. This is a program that is based on Hardcore, smash mouth, run the football, great offensive line play, getting a push, and a great running back. Luke Fickle is going to figure it out at Wisconsin. They don't have an offensive identity right now. A lot of talk about Penn State's failures on offense a week ago. Credit Ohio State's defense for a lot of that. Fifth nationally in total defense. 
Uh, the Big Ten West still very much on the line for Wisconsin. They still have a good shot at it, honestly, even if they lose this game. Ohio State, though, Hutton, more than a two-touchdown favorite in Madison. Yeah, I mean, I just think even if Ohio State sleepwalks, Wisconsin would have a chance. I think they could win this game scoring 24 points. And I mean, it doesn't have to be a boat race no. for the Buckeyes to win. I think this game, in Wisconsin's defense is not as good as it's been in the past, but this game has like 24 to 13 written all over it. Yeah. I don't think it's a high-scoring affair a slog. on this one. Yeah, but Ohio State, definitely the better team. No team to look ahead for with Ohio State now. They've got Rutgers and Michigan State after this. so Could be 24 to 3 also, uh, given Wisconsin's offense. Game number five. Coach Prime is back. He had a bye week. He had two weeks to stew over blowing that 29-0 halftime lead against Stanford. Stanford believes, after erasing 29 points in the second half, does Colorado still believe they travel to Pasadena to take on Chip Kelly's UCLA Bruins? UCLA a 15-point favorite. And it's dropped. 6.30 Central Time on ABC. Again, Colorado, two weeks off, a week to prepare, extra week for UCLA. UCLA is number one in the nation against the run, and they have one of the nation's best pass rushes. Now, the run game stopping doesn't make much of a difference against Colorado, but Colorado's speed on the outside and Shador Sanders' ability, Hutton, that's not something UCLA has seen yet. I think Colorado scores some points I do too. in this game on this UCLA defense. UCLA, the better team. I think this is way closer than that 16.5 point I, spread. I agree. I, I just didn't have faith that they were going to win outright for wrong team favor, which is coming points. up. Uh, it was 19.5, though, earlier this week. It's down week. to 15 now. Yeah, I know. It, it, there's something up there, and I, I agree. I think it's a high-scoring game that uh, ultimately UCLA is going to win in the fourth. Game number four. If we don't get to all these, by the way, we'll get to a couple in the next no doubt. as well. Game number four, the number one ranked Georgia by God Bulldogs going into Jacksonville. It's going to be split 50-50, orange, blue, black, and red on each side. Georgia versus the Florida Gators. This is 2.30 Central Time on CBS. Not CBS Sports Network for those that want to watch that Miami of Ohio, Ohio game that I highlighted earlier. You get Georgia, Florida on the big network in this one. Graham Mertz, I had to do a double take when I was looking statistically at this game. He's completing 76% of his passes this season. 76%. Consistent. They are killing people. Short, intermediate game, quick passing game. Graham Mertz has been much better for Florida than he ever Stunned was at Wisconsin. It. Maybe Billy Napier's biggest win as coach so far is the transformation of Graham Mertz and what he's done with him. 423 yards, three touchdowns, and his best performance yet in that come-from-behind win in Columbia, South Carolina. Georgia's defense, though, great again. Number one in the nation on third down. Third down's going to be huge in this game. Can Florida get into third and manageable and then beat them with the quick passing game? That's going to be a big marker in this one. Florida's defense has been uneven this season. It feels like one game they can stop the run, but they get lit up in the pass. Next game, they're great against the pass, but a team like Kentucky runs all over them in a loss. But here's Florida, 5-2 and two on the season. Billy Napier not doing a bad job at all. Huge opportunity, Hutton, to put a scare into the Georgia Bulldogs in this game. So let's dive a little bit of this and then get to your top three coming up, Chad. Okay. So their upcoming schedule for Florida, they're, they're clearly making progress, all right? Yep. So 
Georgia Saturday, home game against Arkansas, and then they finish the year LSU at Missouri and then Florida State. I think we will look on the record and we won't really give them the credit based on how they've competed because I, I, Georgia to me is not Bama. Bama will make the mental error. They'll have the, you know, the organizational problems where it's 12 men on the field or you know, they'll have a legal lineman downfield, whatever. I don't see that with the Bulldogs. And because of that, I don't think Florida can pull the upset. They can keep this close. But my upset meter is like at a five out of a 10, not like out of seven and a half, like I think many people are looking at because it's 14 and a half. Well, when when Florida went to Kentucky and got got beaten easily yes. by the Wildcats, I want to say they Again. were like two and two at that point. Three years in a row now, Maybe right? three and two, right? Um, it was not a given they were going to get bowl eligible. That win at South Carolina was huge. They got five wins right now. I see that remaining schedule, Hutton, and I say they're going to beat Arkansas at home. They're going to be bowl eligible. That's not terrible given the start to this season. I know that's not what Florida fans want to hear, what they ultimately want, but 6-6 six and six this year from where they were after Lexington, right? not the worst thing in the world. I think they've all but got that at this point and maybe more. The top three games plus wrong team favorite straight ahead on Hot Mike. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Getting you into the football weekend with some picks and predictions for you. Chad, NFL moneymaker locks. I will start this out. We also welcome in Davey Hudson. Um, I think I'm looking at this, and I know what Davey's going to say. Desmond Ritter is 4-0 against the spread against the NFC South. He is 0-7 against the spread in all other divisions. But keep in mind, the Titans have allowed 8 yards per pass attempt to opposing quarterbacks. That is fourth highest. They also have a very good run defense. Ritter's going to be throwing a lot. He's going for his fourth straight game with over 250 yards passing. Take the over, over 250 uh, for Ritter in passing yardage on Sunday in week eight against the Tennessee defense. That's I can see lock. that. Uh, you know, Tennessee, Kevin Byard out, obviously, after the trade to Philadelphia. Titans have rolled out Roger McCreary, another guy in the secondary. See them looking to attack it early and often. Tough, 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 tough. Um, Tony in L.A., big Titans fan. Wasn't, wasn't happy to hear that news yeah. from, from Davey. Uh, look, I, I've got one. that This is just two teams headed in completely opposite directions right now, I feel like. Hutton highlighted this a little bit earlier in the week with the Vikings. So they're, they're right back squarely in the mix right now, playing better, coming off a win over the 49ers. Yep. One-and-a-half point favorite. I know it's on the road in Lambeau. I think they're getting that easily. I think they're a touchdown better. Uh, than the Packers right now. Give me Minnesota on the road, minus one and a half as my lock of the week. I think the Vikings I'm, go and win. I follow you on Relatively this. easily in this game, certainly by more than two points. Green Bay's been outscored 63-6 to six in the first half of their last four games. They're headed in the that. wrong direction. 
I would like a shootout for that one for fantasy purposes. Okay. But, guys, my lock of the week is Brees Hall, anytime touchdown. The Giants and the Jets are facing off each other, which is a little weird because they played in the preseason. You typically see the NFL try to avoid preseason matchups with teams that they would then see in the regular season. But, listen, uh, before the Denver game, Robert Sala said we're taking the training wheels off. He's back. He's fully healthy. We've discussed the Dalvin Cook issues that are he's wanting out. It doesn't look like he's going to be a big factor in their game plan moving forward either. Brees Hall has had two touchdowns in the last two games, one in each, and this Giants defense is just not good against the run. I anticipate that, listen, they're not going to put the game in Zach Wilson's hands. Brees Hall is the guy that can get it done for this team, and that's what they're going to do, and he's going to get a touchdown. I, I was debating going Brees Hall two touchdowns, anytime touchdowns. but That'd be big. But right now, for the lock, I'll probably bet that separately, but for the lock, just Brees Hall, anytime touchdown, I got that at plus 115. You can find these odds with points bet. Right now is the perfect moment uh, to uh, hop on board and take your shot exclusively for first-time points bet users. Grab this unique offer. Right now, new points bet users get up to $1,000 in second-chance bets. If your first bet doesn't go as planned, points bet has your back with a second chance. Get this offer by visiting outkick.com slash bet. You complete the registration process with points bet. Make your first bet. If your first bet doesn't go uh, as planned, uh, well, that's when your second chance bets come into play. Remember, terms and conditions apply. You've got to be 21 or older in legal gambling states. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Outkick.com slash bet is where you go to snag this offer. Wrong team favored in college football. Uh, looking at the totals right now, I'm up to 29 and a half as we will Good. show Good job this, by I you. Think. Yes. Yeah. Chad, uh, needing a win. I hope you get it this week. I want you to win. Davey, let, me, let me calculate Davey my score. Him. Oh, it's zero. So that was quick. I calculated it in a hurry. That's the good. Utes helped me. The Utes, Utes helped me in, in week eight. I, I thought about Utah, but they're hosting Oregon. That's the problem. Uh, I, I trust the Ducks more than I trust USC. Uh, I am staying in the Pac-12, though, because a competitor, not necessarily always a winner, but a competitor has been Arizona, and they are hosting Oregon State Oregon State comes in at a three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road at Arizona. I look at that and raise an eyebrow. Arizona's offense averaging 32 points per game, uh, 450 total yards per game, and defensively, they're only allowing 20 points per game uh, on average. And both teams are coming off a bye. I like Arizona at home to win outright and give me three-and-a-half more on the tally of 29-and-a-half. I'm topping 30 this week. Yeah, you'll probably get it. This is uh, the complete opposite of my softball coaching this year, where I was perfect on the season, 16-0. I've gone perfect in reverse so far. <laughs> and I've literally tried everything. I'm Browns. going from one extreme to the other. You're I'm the going Lions. biggest game of the year nationally. I'm going to Air Force Navy and the Commander-in-Chief Trophy. Uh, I'm just bouncing all over the place trying to have any level of success that I can find. I'm going to do it once again this week. I'm going to a bit of an obscure game. Let's Give go. me Texas State at home as a seven-point home dog against Troy. Texas State, here's what I can tell you about Texas State. T.J. Finley, quarterback, transferred in from Auburn. Uh, they've got an explosive offense. They're averaging 494 yards per game. That's more than 70 yards better than Troy. Now, the flip side of that is Troy's much better defensively. Gives up far fewer than what Texas State has done. But at home, take the team with a better offense because you don't have a noisy defensive type game to affect that offense. Texas State, they're going to score. They're going to score often. 
I am getting off the schneid this week. I will speak it into existence. I will have seven under my name and not zero. By this time next week, it's happening. Texas State Bobcats, winners this weekend. Already congrats to them on a big upset over Troy. And they are right back there towards the top of their conference. Second biggest win since Baylor this year. Yeah. They're going to look back. They're going to have statues. Yeah. They'll be engraved inside the ring. Commemorating both. I might have a statue commemorating <laughs> this win if this actually happens. All right, Davey, where are you headed? Yes, for my pick, I am going down to Orlando. And West Virginia is taking on UCF. Headed to Disney. I circled this game as it's, a possibility. Th- this is going to be a shootout. It is going to be a fun game. It might be one of the most entertaining games when you just look at it from the standpoint of, all right, we're going to have a lot of offense, no defense. But – West Virginia currently a seven-point dog. They're going to be able to run the ball all over UCF. When I look at UCF right now, they have yet to win a game in the Big 12. They're still looking for that first one. This is their best opportunity so far, but they've struggled each time, and I don't think it's going to happen. I know if you look at Neil Brown's West Virginia Mountaineers, they've had a rough last two games. One, they lost on the final play uh, in a Hail Mary situation against Houston, and then they had some big-time woes in the fourth quarter. I expect for them to get things right this week. They go down there. The game's at noon Eastern, so it's one of those early ones. I don't anticipate the crowd to be much of a factor, and so I look for West Virginia to right the ship and get the upset over the Knights. And they're facing a, a bad run defense, but they're gonna, they probably are without one of their top wide receivers, West Virginia, I believe. It's, I'll never forget Garrett Green of um, West Virginia, the quarterback, getting the, the celebration penalty after scoring, and that's what set up Houston for the Hail Mary. That cost them the game. Let's all win this weekend. How about that? Let's just me win. Let's let's that let's not have that happen. Because if Hutton wins, then it's even less interesting the rest of the way. Yeah, I I'm, think what what needs to happen for this competition is just for me to win. I'm That's off, what I want. I'm offsite scouting. Okay, guys. Yeah. I'm I'm Connor Stallions. Got, he's, you've got your own Connor Stallions. His name is Matt McCloy. <laughs> That's your Connor Stallions. He's giving me winners. It's a Connor Stallions of of your own. He's got all the signals down. Well, uh, quick, Matty Chad. Ice. What what does Troy like to do on defense when they blitz? What's the hand signal they use? Yeah, Chad. Uh, are any of your top three games of the weekend where they mentioned where they mentioned in our uh, wrong team favorite? Uh, they were mentioned. One game was mentioned, but you did not did not pick it. Okay. Shall we get back to the top yes. top ten games and go next to number three? Game number three. I think this is sneaky. Big-time upset potential in this game, and it moved it up my board for that reason. Number six, Oklahoma, a nine-point favorite at Kansas, 11 a.m. Central Time on Fox, big noon kickoff. Sooners are riding an 18-game winning streak in this series. It's not Jaden Daniels, it's or Jalen Daniels, excuse me, Jalen yeah, Daniels, Jason Beam at quarterback for KU in this game. Uh, Kansas... Two and two with him at quarterback. Dylan Gabriel for Oklahoma. Why not him for the Heisman? He's right up there He's right third now. third or fourth in the odds. He's got another chance to, to, to prove his case, but they got to go on the road and win this one. Sneaky good game here between Oklahoma and Kansas. Homecoming. Homecoming for the Rock Chalk. How brazen of the Jayhawks to schedule Oklahoma for <laughs> homecoming. Back from the bye week, too. Maybe it's a slap at them for leaving for the SEC. How dare you leave for the SEC? You're now our homecoming opponent. And, oh, by the way, we're going to beat you and derail your season. 
with our backup quarterback in this one. That's what Kansas is trying to do tomorrow. Big noon kickoff game on Fox. Game number two, the Davey Hudson special, his favorite. He's wearing the shirt today. He's ready to go. Number 20, Duke Blue Devils. At number 18, Louisville. Louisville, a four-and-a-half-point favorite. I didn't think Riley Leonard would play last week. He gave it a go. He was not effective against Florida State. Uh, Mike Elko eventually pulled him out of the game. He kept trying to get back in. He was pleading his case to get back in. No go. Wouldn't let him. Don't know if he's going to play or not this week. That's certainly a factor in this one. One of the factors why Louisville's a a four-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. 230 on ESPN. Duke, though... Good news for them. They average 5.6 yards per carry when they run the football. Louisville has allowed fewer than 100 yards per game throughout the season on the ground. Good rushing attack. The story for Louisville is when they're plus in the, the turnover column, the big things happen. They forced five turnovers against Notre Dame in their biggest win of the season. The following week, they lose at Pitt, a bad Pitt team, mind you. They were minus three in the turnover column. Win the turnover battle, win the game for Louisville. Both of these teams, I, throughout the season, I've had no idea how to bet them. Week so, to week. Yeah. I, I feel the same way as they match up head-to-head here. It's a good game. Look forward to watching it. Game number one. Seems like a reoccurring theme. Going back to the Pac-12. Had a few top games of the week so far this season in the Pac-12. Number eight, Oregon at number 13, Utah. The Ducks a six and a half point favorite this game. 2.30 Central Time on Fox. Every division title in the Pac-12 North was won by one of these two teams from 2011 to 2021. Lots of success between both of these programs. Utah is going for a three-peat as Pac-12 champion. Won the last two Utah under Kyle Whittingham in Salt Lake City. You ready for this? 88 and 25 at home. That is a tough Eccles Stadium, I believe. A tough, tough place to play. An underrated home field advantage there in Salt Lake City for Utah. Oregon second nationally in total offense. Hutton, you teased this game as one you looked at. I did. To go back to your Utes. But you like that Oregon offense they, and I, Bo Nix a little too much. Yeah, Oregon's just consistent. You know, like I, I just – so is Utah with how they show up and play. And I Look, I, I love the, the, the storyline of Utah overall going with the, the three-peat and all that. These are the two programs that have represented uh, the Pac-12 by and large by brand just at the top games winning conference. When was the last time Oregon won the Pac-12? It's been a while. Yeah. 2010. Yeah. That's crazy. Even with all those division titles. Yeah. So, uh, look, uh, they've – Utes have claimed the last two titles. Uh, Oregon, I think, stands in their way, and it's a it's a, a mountain they, they won't overcome. I think this is a great football game, though. I think it's just like the Washington matchup, except Oregon's going to win late. They're not going to miss a kick or uh, not be able to make a play. Yeah. And Utah lost uh, at Oregon State last month. You've got Oregon, who lost at Washington. And what does this do? Washington, you've got Washington matching up with what Utah coming up, I believe. And Oregon, by the way, won in 2020 and 2019. Well, so the 2010. Actually, the last four Pac-12 champions, this is what's interesting about this game. Utah, Utah, Oregon, Oregon. 2022, 2021, Utah, 2020, Oregon, 2019, Oregon. And then they won in 2014 before that. 2014 was the Mariota year that they lost to Jameis Winston in Florida State. 
in the national championship game, winning the, the Pac-12 also. Um, yeah, it's, it's time for the Ducks to take over. And Chad, did you pick, I believe, you know, you picked Washington to win the conference. I did. I, I should have. I felt that way. I picked Oregon, though, originally. And I think either team can beat anyone in the country. I don't feel that way about Utah. Should I give you my two other picks for wrong team favor before I settled yes. on Texas State? Yes. It was South Carolina over Texas A&M is sort of a joke. That angry Shane Beamer, you don't want to see Shane angry. And then I went with this one. I said okay. Utah at home. But I said Hutton may want that one because it's his Utes. I, and then I eventually nearly. settled on Texas State. Nearly. Watch those other two I just mentioned both hit. May we all win. Enjoy the college football and NFL weekend. We're back on Monday, 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern, right here for Hot Mike with Ed and Withrow across the Outkick Network.